0: Talk lines open now at 247 Talk lines are open now at 907 247 2000. Welcome to First City Forum, my friends, on Thursday, September 22nd. It is a rainy fall day, like it's officially fall. Now, for all of us who live um, in the northern hemisphere of the world, yes, and uh, Ketchcan's weather is showing us that today. Ooh, so exciting. Um, my special guest is live. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. Should I introduce myself? Yeah. In case you didn't know or recognize my voice, this is Catherine Tatsuda, and I am filling in today for Joe Williams. He had other commitments that he had to do, and I'm stepping in to do a formal—well, not you know—nothing I do is all that formal, but to do uh, a candidate conversation with Austin Otis. Austin is in the studio with me today, and he is uh, running for re-election to mm-hmm. borough assembly. Hello, Austin.
1: Hey, it's good to be back. It, I don't think I've been back for about a month or so. We I was doing this uh, just talking about politics in general um previously so yeah, it's good to be
0: back Yeah yeah well welcome back hello yeah. it's very nice too. I don't even know have I interviewed you on the radio I don't before I didn't think so I didn't think so either yeah. so I'm super First time Yeah, yeah. yeah. hello when Cole was
1: here uh, we were talking about politics and, okay. and, and current events and stuff like yeah. that so yeah, and a little bit Joe too yeah, yeah and
0: that's what I thought I thought you'd been uh-huh. on pretty kind of regular Yeah we with were doing Joe, like once right? a month yeah, yeah. and, six and months. covering different like mm-hmm. local topics yep. and all of that good stuff Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 So I'm back in an official capacity. In I an guess. official
0: an official candidate <laughs> capacity, yes. Yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, before
1: we start, uh, disclaimer, um, the opinions I say here are part are my opinion only, and they don't represent um, the borough or anything like that. So, Perfect. It's yes, candidate me.
0: This is candidate yeah. Austin yes. Otis, yes. not borough <laughs> assembly yes, <exactly>. member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are running for re-election.
1: I am, yeah. I So I started off in 2018 I first ran. Uh, I lost by 49 votes then. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So I kind of regathered myself and re-engaged and in 2019 I ran and I was a top vote getter. So hey. I've been on the assembly now for three years, yeah. uh, three two-year terms, uh, we're term limited after this. So okay. if I am re-elected, um, have the honor to be re-elected, I will be term limited after this one. So oh, okay, you have to okay. wait a year and come back, but most people don't come back. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure.
0: So what has your experience been like? Um, you know having been on the assembly yeah like yeah I so
1: I, when I first got into it I think I had a lot more I was at a 30,000 foot view looking in because I had no idea how things worked sure um, probably the most complicated thing that I had to understand is like how the meetings are ran mm-hmm. uh, the Roberts rules of order are very strict especially in public meetings yeah uh, when everything is recorded and heck ha- can have legal repercussions uh, if you get uh, repercussions if you get something wrong sure so, um, that was probably the hardest thing to amendments and just the general flow of things yeah but like the topics and stuff um um, once you deep, do a deep dive and talk to staff, and you start to get an idea what kind of the, the main goals are, you know, we often set like three, five, ten-year goals, and mm-hmm. we have this little short window as an assembly member in our six years that we can do to really get something done. So mm-hmm. you have to be very selective of what you do. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. So can you just fill us in really quickly mm-hmm. about the main roles of the borough, and mm-hmm. then what the what the assembly does? Like yeah, what you guys yeah. Are so
1: for. the borough, there's two separate governments here, and I know we have a very complicated system. Yeah. Um, but the borough is a second-class borough, meaning that it can only um, operate within certain powers that, they, um, that the citizens give them. Mm-hmm. So we do things like uh, the transit system, airports, um, we have the uh, the shelter, animal shelter, um, planning powers. Um, our biggest power is probably economic development and um, funding the schools. So mm-hmm. those are kind of our... There's some other things like assessment and stuff like that, mm-hmm. smaller departments. But... Um, so those are our kind of defined powers, where the city has very broad powers and what they can do just within the city limits. Right. Um, so the assembly, as an assembly member, I kind of look at it at as a, at it as someone that brings. Actions to the body and also someone that does an advocacy role. A little bit different than a mayor. A mayor is kind of the figurehead. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of the executive and they run meetings and stuff. So that's kind of the separation that I see between an assembly and a mayor. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so why did you decide to rerun? I know that yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I know that you know being on the assembly and or just being in on anything yeah. like this takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's you know challenges that come along with yeah. it. Um, yeah, maybe
1: maybe. Maybe I'm slightly crazy, but uh, <laughs> the reason why I got into local government to begin with is um, a couple things. Uh, my my dad had been on the uh, city council in Craig, so he kind of gave me the fire to run and gave me the passion to do that. Um, so it's kind of in my family a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I saw that representation from my age group. I'm, uh, for everyone that doesn't know me out there, I'm the youngest person on the assembly and the only millennial. So I kind of saw that the lack of representation um, from that demographic on the assembly so that's Mm -hmm. why I kind of ran and why I'm kind of rerunning again Um, I've established really good friendships and connections with people on the assembly I think the current body right now has a really good makeup um, to get stuff done and we work very well together Um, and I also saw some issues that I can have um, influence on um lo- local education um, housing and um, some parks ideas that are, are that are important to me so yeah. that's why I ran a little bit
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do you have um, a couple of accomplishments that you are most proud of that um, you mm-hmm. helped to facilitate you mm-hmm. know uh, on your time on the borough so far
1: yeah yeah so we do um, as an assembly member we have uh, we can bring forward resolutions mm-hmm. um to, in support of things or you know disapproving things, mm-hmm. however we however the body wants to accept that resolution. Um, I was able to um, bring forward a resolution on um, some transboundary boundary issues. Um, it's that's mining that's happening in Canada that's affecting that could possibly affect our fisheries here. Mm-hmm. So we brought forward that um, there's some precedent there that the, the assembly has done in the past um, has. Um, wanted those kinds of issues being promoted out there because it is important to the fishing industry here. Right. Is. So that was an accomplishment that I was proud of. Another resolution that I brought forward with Assemblymember uh, Pierce, A.J. Pierce, mm-hmm. uh, was um, getting federal funding for the new homeless shelter here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, that uh, funding was... Um, Kind of put to the side, but hopefully in the future we'll be able to get those funds. So mm-hmm. it's good uh, to get local government buy in for those kinds of things. And um, I think my, just what happened a few months ago, I brought forward a resolution to create a park up in Forest Park. Um, there's an old sewer plan up there. Uh, that I think would be a good uh, that they tore down, and I think would be a good uh, parks uh, for the lo- for for everyone in the community to use. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So adding to the parks plans that is currently out there.
0: For right. The yeah. Do you does the bur- the borough oversees parks?
1: Oh, we do. yes. Yeah. So that's okay. one of our powers too, is the parks and recreation. Okay. Powers. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So
1: um, a half cent sales tax. Um, Uh, goes to our parks and recs. So that helps with new projects, Mm -hmm. uh, funding parks and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a continuation funding there. So we all have a little buy-in into that because we all use the rec center, swimming pool, uh, you know city park we all use the parks and playgrounds around here
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so let's talk a little bit about um, you know some of the big issues that we're yes. facing as a community Great. and you know if you are to get uh, to get reelected on the borough mm-hmm. like your thought process you know going and mm-hmm. trying to solve these problems or address them bring aware you know whatever absolutely. it is that needs to be done mm-hmm. so let's start with you talked about um, the borough really having um, oversight and really working on mm-hmm. economic development can yes, you talked to me a little bit about what that looks like, mm-hmm. what's going on in the borough now, and what yes. you would like to see happen in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, to start off with, I'm jazzed about economic development because we just had Southeast Conference. We did. And you were there too?
0: I was, uh, yes, I was. Yeah, it's
1: awesome. I hope to see you at <coughs> uh, future ones. Uh, yeah. I think that was my third or fourth one going to. Should we tell people uh, what Southeast Conference uh, yes, is? Yes, Okay,
0: so Southeast Conference is actually, it's it's kind of funny, it's a conference, but then it's also a an organization. It's mm-hmm. a non-profit organization based out of Juno, I believe. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that really works on advocating for mm-hmm. um, I mean you know, for the success and sustainability of Southeast mm-hmm. as a whole, covering um, industry, talking about you know housing, mm-hmm. um, energy problems, even connectivity issues, yep. and I mean all the things it takes to make communities be able to 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 be able to do, do the things. things that we want yeah. to do, and um, they were really work closely with uh, with large organizations, mm-hmm. organizations with a lot of um, influence and power, a lot of um, government agencies yep. of all kinds. We mm-hmm. had speakers at Southeast Conference um, from like the USDA mm-hmm. and other you know government agencies, as well as you know state agencies and, and other places. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating. So um, mm-hmm. so the people who work for them, they at, South for Southeast Conference, they do all the work and then once twice a year, yeah. you guys they gather mm-hmm. all the members and anybody who wants to come. And uh, and there's a big conference once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bring in and they talk about you know what's going on in all the different areas. Yeah, you so. did a great
1: job of explaining it. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> and it moves around too to each different cities. Yes, so yeah. it, it helps the city, you know, uh, yeah. brings money into the community. And, yeah.
0: So yeah. we just had so South this year's Southeast Conference was right here in Ketchikan yep. up at the Ted mm-hmm. Ferry Civic Center, and it was I, mean, I don't know. There was close to 400 people. Oh, yeah, at yeah. least 400 people from all around Southeast. We had, uh, I think it's the the city manager from K or from Yakutat yep. was there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I met actually back in April. I was mm-hmm. in Yakutat oh, really? doing uh, doing something for my job, and um, and then we had representatives from Huna and um, you know many of the smaller villages yep. around, mm-hmm. as well as you know people from Juneau. There were, I mean, just people from all all over in yep. different walks of life. Yeah. A lot of tribal organizations yep. were there right. and just a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about how what how can we be better?
1: Absolutely, and yeah. And how
0: can we be sustainable mm-hmm. for the long term?
1: Yeah, yeah, and a Southeast Conference originally started because um, they were trying to figure out how the ferries were gonna operate in right. Southeast. So that's how it was in like 1956 or whatever. It formed Interesting, or like yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
0: that was a big topic of conversation yeah. was like, you know, what can we do? How mm-hmm. can we make this more, I mean, How can we make sure that the ferry service is doing what it's supposed to do so that we uh, the people in southeast can can travel the way that we need to absolutely based upon our region you know (laughs) so
1: yeah so uh, going to that conference is always uh interesting for me because i can bring back the ideas to the assembly and Mm -hmm. you know look at and and, you know borough staff goes to these things too so um they're getting all these ideas and stuff and it's good to connect with other cities um the one thing that i'm really proud about with economic development in particular is this mariculture thing. Mm. I think it's just in the infancy stage, but yeah. we got a little injection of money from the federal government. Um, they gave, I think it was a $49 million 49, grant.
0: Yes, from yeah. The USDA, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. So the USDA gave uh, Southeast Conference a $49, yes. uh, $49 million grant mm-hmm. to be used to help to build um, uh, the mariculture industry Absolutely. in Southeast. So they're talking about creating uh, seaweed farms yep. and um, having a lot of conversations with all of the communities, being respectful mm-hmm. of you know indigenous peoples uh harvesting areas um and also you know trying to build this into something that's sustainable
1: yeah absolutely And i think where ketchikan kind of fits in that is kind of the domestic manufacturing process Mm -hmm. like most of these farms in this area at least are on the west side of prince of wells Mm -hmm. you know there's not a lot of infrastructure over there but if you could have a processing facility there Um, this would be kind of the hub where that that would come from and be transported to Mm -hmm. or made into something so Mm -hmm. to me Ketchikan does have a place and role in this even though we may not be able to grow kelp like right out here in the channel uh It'll it'll come this way, just a natural flow of trade.
0: Yeah, right. yeah. So it'll funnel through ketchikan Correct. we can do something with it here, Correct. and then it Ship can it be out. shipped out to yep. other to other places. It was really yeah. interesting. So I was in Belize last December mm-hmm. and uh down, you know, in the southern part of Belize, right on the water, mm-hmm. taking this fun deep sea fishing, you know, thing. And yeah. then we're like going through these like shallow areas and there's all this green under oh, the water. Uh-huh. And our guides were like, That's that's uh seaweed. Mm-hmm. That's a seaweed farm right oh, there. Oh, interesting. They have like a really large oh. mariculture oh, seaweed farming industry yeah. in Belize that helps their yeah, their, yeah. their people. And I was like, yeah. that's fascinating. That's cool, yeah. So then when we were talking about it, at, they were talking about a Southeast mm-hmm. Conference. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's like probably the biggest thing that's coming down <coughs> the pipeline for our region, at least. Um, you know, in Ketchikan, we've gone through all these transitions of um, pulp mill and now mm-hmm. we're in the tourism industry. So you know, trying to find some other areas where we can make some value-added products right. um, is would be good for the area. And I know there's talk about, um, you know, looking at lumber, uh, making a dimensional lumber here, like having a sawmill of some sort that mm-hmm. makes just – lumber for the region and not necessarily exporting it out mm-hmm. but um, you know just for building materials and stuff I know that's one um, avenue that Southeast Conference might explore
0: yeah well I know that there was a lot of conversation about that mm-hmm. because with like lumber to, yeah. in order for you to const- construct you it like a, like a carpenter or like mm-hmm. a, um, a contractor to yeah. be able to actually build with it it has to be it has to be approved it has to yep. go through this permitting process mm-hmm. and so there were conversations you know mm-hmm. the speakers were talking about like what can we do how can we make it so that that permit process can yeah. be done here? What Absolutely. can we do for those people who have who have wood where yes. they want to build with it? And so, and, you know, one of my coworkers is she's building a house on land over on Prince of Wales uh, with wood that she, that was on her property. Yeah. And like she ran into that problem where we can't use this. We can't have a contractor do it because yeah. of these issues. And so her and her husband, they have like, I think her, her uh, brother-in-law has mm-hmm. like a little sawmill. So yeah. they're, they're doing it themselves rough cut, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah and um but yeah so how can we but what what can we do to be able to utilize the resources that yeah. we literally have in our own backyard exactly yeah you know and,
1: and, and i want to preface that like you know government is not always the answer to these things like right. we can provide some land for the thing uh to be housed on or you know the the more uh, secondary back 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 burner stuff that can be done you know back back work that we can do right yeah. but it oft- often will take a company to establish this themselves. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, there's it's that it's that relationship between you know the free market yes. and then the government. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, what are the roles? Know, yeah, yeah <laughs> and finding the place and how yeah. can government support and what can mm-hmm. you do? But it's not it's not the government's exactly. job to be doing yeah, it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> and uh, there's an example. Um, Southeast Conference got a million dollar grant for a pellet uh, mill over yeah. on over on Gravina that a portion of land that we own, so we're leasing it to them. So that's kind of the partnerships that we can do as a borough Mm -hmm. to kind of spur economic development. And, you know, other things like the city uh, utility rates plays into business growth, and... Property taxes, obviously, sales tax, all those kinds of things, make it a more competitive environment here. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the, t- the the big takeaways that I took from the, a lot of the conversations around like the needs of the region, yeah. um, and and specifically when it comes to economic development, because when we talk about economic development, we're talking mm-hmm. about how can we expand our industries? Correct. How can we, yeah. you know, what what can we do? How can we go from tourism into back into <laughs> we need to get back into mining or yeah, we need yeah. to expand this? But one of the things and it was and it was. Said multiple times by different speakers was that we can't have economic development if we don't have workforce Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that was a really, like really, light yeah, light bulb. <laughs> and and I've thought that for a long time. It's like, you, we have to develop our people. Absolutely, right? Yeah. What are you know? What are your thoughts? Do you want to talk a little bit about? Mm-hmm why they said that, Mm -hmm. and then what your thoughts are surrounding that? Yeah, well, I
1: think COVID really highlighted and coming out of the COVID era of the huge lack of workforce that we have. Um, But in general, I guess... I'm trying to fit the borough into this. The borough does give um, the University of Alaska Southeast here a $60,000 grant to operate their testing center. Mm -hmm. So that allows them for, you know, people to go get their certificates and licenses for very specific things. So to me, the borough does have a little buy-in into workforce development Mm -hmm. through that, through their economic development power. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, in general, um, I think housing also fits into that component. I think that's maybe a little workforce as well. Workforce housing, they call it, um, which the borough definitely can um, have we'll talk influence about, on.
0: We'll talk about housing in a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, Southeast Conference is trying to address, and the region is trying to address, which is a national issue, is workforce development. Mm-hmm. And how can government, um, in partnerships with um, private businesses, how can they... Um, Get people back into the workforce with the right certificates. Yeah. Um, I know the borough's struggling with like CDLs, for example, for bus drivers. Right. Um so you know, how can the borough give incentives to new drivers to go get their CDL when we're competing with private industry that pays pretty good during the um um during the tourist season. So yeah. looking at those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Well
0: and I know that there's just um there was was a change in how CDLs are yeah. I mean being given out. Correct. Like, yeah. People can no longer do them here. Yeah. Right. If that they flies have to somewhere fly in June or something. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's just a little bit more complicated. So there's some work, I know, that's yeah. by other organizations that's being done Absolutely. to assist yeah. with that. Yeah. So and I
1: know um, there are some positions open up at the borough. I know we've been good at trying to fill them, but, um, mm-hmm. but there are some positions open up that even we were struggling to find mm-hmm. uh, competent, you know. Uh, competent wages and people to fill those positions Yeah. so people just don't want to take that
0: yeah it's uh, I mean it really is across the board and it's been um, it's such a fascinating it's such a fascinating phenomenon (laughs) that I don't know uh, know, I know uh, someone of the speakers said somebody predicted this however many years ago (laughs) and "Eh." I was like I was well I didn't hear that prediction this was just really it just really I think especially tying it with COVID and and, like the fear that everyone was going to, nobody's going to have enough money and then yeah. nobody wants to work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. I can't say nobody you know no, but right. it's yeah. but, but it's you know almost all the businesses across the board are mm-hmm. hurting for people yeah so. and a
1: lot of people want to do remote work from home yeah, yeah they want to be they want to be at home with the yep. family and have flexible hours so yes. we're struggling against that national yeah. trends
0: it's yeah and when you have if you have an organization where you need somebody to be there at a specific mm-hmm. time to do a specific job and uh, yeah, so it's uh, just uh, it's it's fascinating and interesting to watch watch yeah. this shift in culture mm-hmm. as uh, as you know can we kind of move through things yeah. so yeah. yeah so economic development so what does so how does the borough like what does the borough where does that it play a part really in that economic development yeah
1: so we actually just created a position or recreated i know a few years ago um we had an economic development position at the borough um now it is um fully staffed and it's under the assistant manager so For them, they work on a lot of like grants and going to all these conferences that talk about, you know, economic development in the region Mm -hmm. and just stuff coming down the pipeline. So I think we got our foot in the door a little bit with having someone that has some kind of background that can plan these Mm -hmm. things because Mm -hmm. before it was just kind of out there in the open.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Just... Yeah, there was no organization, I yeah. would say, from our, from our perspective. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Or it was put on to, like, the manager or some other person who already has lots of other duties to do. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. kind of a complicated topic to, um, an issue to add on to your plate. It is,
0: yeah. and it's, um, and, you know, I don't know. The borough managers are incredibly talented, yes. but maybe that's not an area of, of expertise, exactly. specialty. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of
1: grant hunting, to be honest. a lot, well, a lot was, of grant hunting. It was.
0: It was. I was amazed at Southeast Conference by it, all the conversations about yeah. about you know the grant for this and the yep. grant for that and the, and yes. there's and especially coming from the infrastructure bill yes. that mm. uh, that was passed and, yeah. and 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 I mean across the board from so many different speakers mm. uh, really echoed the infrastructure bill is incre- it's an incredible it's a credible opportunity Absolutely. for Alaska. Yeah. This is great for Alaska. Um, and that was it was, you know, there's lots of opportunities mm-hmm. that can yeah. happen with Yeah, that. there's another
1: group called AML Alaska uh, Municipal League. Some mm-hmm. people get it confused with Alaska Marine Lines. They're did. separate. Yeah. I did. <laughs> it I was, happens all the time. No. Yes,
0: okay. <laughs> I was like, why AML. is Alaska Marine Lines going to be like writing grants uh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, this? Yeah. This makes no sense to me. <laughs>
1: Alaska Municipal League. Okay. Which is kind of like Southeast Conference, but on the statewide level Level. Oh, They're a yeah. nonprofit um, and they have an executive director based out of Juno mm-hmm. um, and a staff that helps pool resources together and helps some of the smaller communities that may not have the staff. To apply for some of these grants, you know, they they just make connections with other municipalities. Right. You know, some of the smaller governments in northern Alaska that uh, don't have the resources for a huge um, group of people to work for the, in their local government. Right. So, yeah. 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 So it's Alaska Municipal League. Oh, yes.
0: Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That, I was asking. I was asking my AML friend. About, yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you. Why do they keep saying you guys are going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. doing some grants? Same acronym. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really funny. Different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. um, um, okay, so uh, economic development. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a topic. We, we've been talking about this. It is, for... and it's
1: multifaceted, like you said. It doesn't necessarily just mean industry, it means housing, it means workforce development. Yeah. It can even mean just like basic bus systems and I mean it's right. it's all interconnected really.
0: having the training having the yeah. systems having... I looked up the
1: definition once and it, it is multifaceted oh. in there it's like quality of living industry yeah. it's everything because it's
0: really I mean it's really just it's a catch like all community development yeah, really yeah you know yeah, yeah. so it yeah. can really mean anything it can mean anything it can mean anything okay <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see let's take a quick break and okay. then we are going to dive into housing yes absolutely. let's talk about housing when yep. we come back all right first city forum having a great conversation with borough assembly candidate uh, Austin Otis. I'm Katherine Tatsuda. Uh, we will be right back. And we are back with First City Forum. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. And uh, I have a special guest. We have Borough Assembly candidate, Austin Otis, in the studio with us. We are taking phone calls, so if you would like to talk with Austin, ask him mm-hmm. a question, you are more than welcome to call in. 907-247-2000 is that call-in number. In the meantime, we're just going to continue to talk. So we talked quite a bit about just Southeast Conference and what we learned from that, tying that into what's happening at mm-hmm. the borough assembly, you know, the borough level. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about housing. Absolutely. This is a huge massive issue topic. Yeah. massive topic <laughs> it's
1: uh, sometimes it's almost like we can't overcome it but it yeah. it's a huge topic and i've always said there's not one i know this is cheesy there's not one silver bullet but there's a bunch of tools in our tool belt that we can do um to help alleviate the situation, yes. it's kind of like throwing a dart at a dartboard. But we have—I think—we have the best dart.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we are
1: precisionly throwing.
0: Precisionly it, so. <laughs> throwing it. All right. So, um, what is the borough's role, in your opinion? Yeah. What is the borough's role mm-hmm. in uh, helping to just to, to to solve this problem?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we do have the planning power. We have a planning department that you know does basic functions, um, you know, regulations, permits of that sort. Um, rezones, zoning properties specifically. But the borough owns, I think, around 10,000 acres um, that were given to us when we became a borough in 1962 or three. So we do, and I think of that 10,000, there's a certain portion that is ripe for development Mm -hmm. that we own. Um, So the kind of the areas that we're looking at... um, there is one at Mudbite um, called Snow Goose Lane. Um, there's, a, I think, there's like 60 properties up there. Okay. Um, and there's one at Fawn Mountain right behind the school. We own some land back there. Mm-hmm. And then Mountain Point is um, kind of a hodgepodge of different property owners, but we own like 18 lots there. So mm-hmm. those are kind of the three chunks that we've chunked it up, and we've set like short, long-term, me- you know, short, medium, long-term goals for what we want to accomplish. So. I'll probably only be able to accomplish like the three to five year range mm-hmm. and other assemblies will do like the 10, 15, mm-hmm. you know. I can't be in local government forever. So. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: But yeah, so what we're trying to do, and so so the, some of the things that we have done currently is um, we have a planning commission that has done a, some a lot of the legwork uh, to this. Um, a planning commission oversees a lot of the more um, administrative things, mm-hmm. but you know I think we should give them more power to do um, some more of these larger housing developments, and they can they just have a lot more expertise I think than people on the assembly because mm-hmm. they're really in the trenches of the housing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know obviously we're still the uh, the higher body, so we will prove these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, so with some of the things that have been changed is, like, code stuff, like, um, increasing the density of a lot to allow for more structures because right. we know there's not a lot of land here, but we can go up or have more dense lots. So, you know, you like mother-in-law apartments, um, little teeny homes that you can allow, um, you know, seasonals to rent or Mm -hmm. whatever, long-term renters Mm -hmm. in town. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of avenue. We did get some money from the federal government through the CARES Act Mm -hmm. um, that allowed us to create this um, housing fund of about $7 million. Um, So we're going to use that and help build some of these roads and these new subdivisions and and service areas um, and and put some of the utilities in. So um, breaking it down like that and, Again, this is getting back. The government has a certain role, right, Mm -hmm. in housing. We don't want to be a housing authority um, and and, and build the homes, but we want to create the environment to build the homes. Um, And a big barrier is roads. Yes. It's an extremely challenging environment around here. Yes. Um, And so if we put in that and have the land... um, we can have developers develop the the land and make money on houses and building it, mm-hmm. so I think you can have both mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of the thing that I see the borough playing a role in is having this seven million dollar fund kind of a revolving loan fund to help spur these uh, economic development areas and then have partnering with developers or multiple developers to build you know sixty ninety et cetera you know homes in mm-hmm. some of these areas so mm-hmm. but it's also being very specific on, on our lands when we subdivide them being very specific how to um zone them because i mean we don't necessarily need homes that are in the five to eight hundred thousand dollar range you know we need right. more like 250 you know 300 to four hundred thousand, um and duplexes and triplexes mm-hmm. townhomes more smaller, smaller compact uh, mm-hmm. things so Zone, make sure we zone those lands um, that, that reflects those housing needs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I'm a really big stickler about is getting our fair market value, since these are public lands yeah. owned by all of us here in the community. Um, that we should get the maximum value for those lands and not just give them away sure. to developers. You know? yeah. So that I'm a big stickler about that. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. So uh, so I know that just opening up more land and then creating so that it's not as expensive for developers Correct. to actually build on it. That's that's really massive. Yeah. But also, I mean, just the cost to build yeah. is tremendous it is. in Ketchikan. Yeah. Um, is there something that can be done in that? Yeah, I think, I think the
1: best... I've been thinking about this. Um, there's th- things that we could do, like, you know, exemptions for building material, I guess, for developers. I know Juno, I was talking at Southeast Conference, actually. Um, they uh, limit uh, the amount of tax cap um, on uh, builders, If they have a permit a uh, developers to say, hey, um, I don't have to pay this specific tax because I'm trying to do something good and build these homes. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the local government there has accepted that as like, yeah, absolutely. We mm-hmm. don't want to tax you on something that we're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. So to me, maybe adding that into code, um, an exemption for building materials for developers. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of the – there's not a whole lot that the borough can do there yeah, f- to help – You know, get lumber here and whatnot. But uh, you know, there's secondary things that we can help with, you know, taxes and stuff like that. Yes, well, then little cookies, doing what you could do
0: to support, let's say, you know, some sort of mill. Exactly, regional lumber. Regional lumber, where we're yeah, where we're using what we have, and you know, kind of pulling from all the different areas of of opportunity and being supportive of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. I know it's um, it's it's. It's another one of those things. It's just like it came, yeah. came to light.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I've been kind of following it, uh, a national trend right now is um, putting massive restrictions on short-term rentals like mm-hmm. Airbnb, VRBO. Right. Um, we haven't gone down that path. And I don't think we, personally, I don't want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. But- Um, there's things that we can do uh, for like creating a permit for a short-term rental because right now we don't know Airbnb doesn't give us that information who has short-term rentals so about I think there was a good there was a presentation to the assembly um, a few months ago about half maybe a little less than half, um, are not paying taxes, so oh. the required sales tax and stuff and like that.
0: And do they have to pay like, I think the tax, the bed tax? I the think they tax? pay the bed
1: tax. I believe so. Okay. Um, but Airbnb is not giving us that information. Oh.
0: And they say, no,
1: you go out and enforce it and you yeah. find it.
0: <laughs> you so, have to find it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like a maze, right? Oh. but But um, just having a simple permitting process to know how many are out there so we can get an idea.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: without, you know putting these heavy re- restrictions on people that are legitimately making an income yes. and are, you know, are, yeah. passive income. So we yeah. don't, I don't want to disrupt that. That's not what right. I'm there to do. Right. Um, but make sure that the people that are paying the taxes are, you know, are getting the equal share of people that aren't, you know, paying. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. important that um, people that are, aren't paying should pay. So mm-hmm. especially when everyone else has to pay. Yeah. Yes. And that yeah. was big like with the um, internet sales tax. Right. Um, that's why it was a big push because people here locally uh, were paying it. Businesses were having to put it onto their items. But if you have a uh, an internet business, you didn't you know you didn't have so, to do so the competitiveness there is yeah.
0: Yeah. an equal playing
1: field. Yeah. Is kind of my argument for that. Yeah. Short term Rental permit process. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Interesting. All yeah. right. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So um, let's talk. I mean, you're talking about sales tax. Let's talk about yeah. this the conversation that's been happening around the tax cap. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can yeah. you share? Can you give a little backstory for those, <laughs> um, of those who haven't really heard yeah. about it so, and then share your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah. It's very unique, this tax cap. You don't really see it anywhere else in the U.S. I don't know why. I just, I don't know if it's else. I think it's other places in Alaska, but Southeast in particular has really stuck to this tax cap idea. Um, it's basically. Cap on, I think it's a single item yes. up to a thousand dollars. You don't get taxed over that. Um, it was one thousand here for thirty years, yes. um, and we just increased it. I think twenty nineteen or something mm-hmm. like that uh, to two thousand. Mm-hmm. So uh, it went up a thousand dollars. So now you have to pay up to two thousand dollars in a one single item. Um right. So,
0: but that doesn't include rent for correct. residential um, rent? Is that right? No,
1: that is not exempt yet. That's one of the ideas that we are thinking about okay. possibly looking into. Oh, yeah. okay,
0: okay. Because yeah. I was just reading stuff.
1: That I want, that I want to look into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Juno does um, certain exemptions for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any cap on jewelry, um, but they have um caps on like building materials mm-hmm. rent they're looking into food and whatnot like mm-hmm. it's a little more complicated mm-hmm. um with sales tax systems i'm sure you know yes yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> so we
0: could talk in depth about that uh, yeah yeah so that's
1: kind of the background <laughs> right um right. so we're looking at this plan that we have um it gets a little more complicated but i i'll try to explain it um best i can um so, Pilt, which is payment in lieu and taxes, these are taxes that come to our local government from the federal government from the land that they own around us. Mm-hmm. So they compensate for all the federal land that they. Uh, it's about a million million point two dollars. Um, we're gonna. We were thinking using that and putting it into the local education fund, and then backfilling that with some of the money that we could get from increasing a sales tax cap. Okay. So, that's kind of the background. Um, that's kind of the scheme right now that okay. has been put forward. Um, we'll probably be talking about it here in the next couple of months. If we okay. elected, you know, I would, we're going to have a workshop on this side. So yeah. um, that's kind of the background. But um, the sales tax cap, if it was inflation-proofed, it would be around, I think it's like 3,900 and some change. Mm-hmm. So basically my idea is okay, let's, um, let's, let's follow the inflation proof number, 4,000, instead of putting $10,000 on one single year. Um, uh, there was a, uh, an ordinance brought forth last assembly meeting where, um, they wanted to increase it to about $12,000. Mm-hmm. cap, And to me, that is a lot. Um, uh, it's a huge jump in one year. I think mm-hmm. that's maybe a long-term goal to get to, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't comfortable putting that in one single year. So mm-hmm. um, a more inflation-adjusted number of four thousand, I was more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So and uh, you know, I I do support that. So okay, okay. Yes. So
0: mm-hmm. in support of raising the tax cap to four thousand, correct, and yes. then incrementally over yeah, time yeah. Inflation, increasing it. Yeah, adds, do you
1: know inflation-proof theirs? I think there's is twelve eight. Okay. Um And Sitka's is about twelve thousand too. So th- I okay. think they threw twelve thousand out there because they wanted to be more competitive with um Juneau and Sitka. So okay. as other okay. large cities in the Southeast. So
0: and the foundation yeah. and it seems okay, so just I'm taking yeah, from what yeah. you had said was the reason behind this is because mm-hmm. you want to take that uh, over a million dollars and that's our that you guys are using in the general, general fund, fund yep. and move that into the school fund. Local, local and that you yep. want to you now backfill that. And then you what you want to do is you want to be yes. able to inc-
1: without without increasing property taxes. Right. Or um you know implementing a seasonal sales tax. There's some other you know, there's these tools there's other ways that we can. Um, yeah do it without, you know, dipping too far into people's pockets yeah. and, and hurting industries yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Can I share my thoughts about Yes, absolutely. This? Okay. Yeah. So I spoke a little bit uh, about this uh, in just a really informal conversation mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Grant Echo Hawk yes. uh, previously. Yeah. And um, uh, it's my understanding that, like, there's no, you guys don't really have any idea what kind of revenue that this, or income, um, do yeah, you have you know, an idea?
1: Uh, we do. Um, there's a little bit of data if we got rid of it completely and, or, you know, had no cap. Okay. We know that data, but we uh-huh. don't know like the incremental you
0: right. know 6,000,
1: six thousand, eight thousand look like. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like how many sales are there correct, yes. At this dollar, at amount? that amount. correct. How, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so my you know, my thought is that especially with I don't know, though how steady is that like what's the you know year over year over year Mm -hmm. what would the the, you know how what are the purchases at those dollar amounts correct yeah and you know and
1: it is data it needs to be data driven right you're right you know that's why I wasn't like comfortable like oh let's see what ten thousand dollars does in one year you know what I mean like we don't know what that is so let's let's incrementally see it and see what those um those costs are coming back to the borough. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my idea with okay. that. But you're okay. right. It does lack some data that yeah. honestly could threw through our sales tax way off. So we oh, were trying to, and it threw our data off as well. So right. you yeah, had this one year in 2019, you yeah, had massive and then right.
0: crashed. So,
1: uh, so yeah. So yeah. Data driven, um, Sales tax approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and so mm-hmm. thinking that okay, we want to start doing this. How can we start to collect the data that we're looking absolutely? For? Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just don't want to do
1: it willy nilly. Yeah, you know? yeah, so.
0: for sure, yeah. for sure. So that's okay. kind
1: of where I'm coming okay. from. But that's okay, okay, yeah, and as a. a, a you know um, a grocery store owner in you know, a previous um i'm sure you know all the yeah. intricacies of sales tax collection well, and really what you can and can't do what you know. can
0: and can't do how yeah. you report it and then also like you know i mean we we paid a lot of money in sales tax every that's quarter. the
1: greatest generator in the winter it, is, it is as your grocery yeah. store <laughs> yeah well and
0: that's what i was thinking yeah. and um and i you know i know that you know there's in order to bring you know the, the cost of living down for mm-hmm. people, like how how could we you know have a cap on groceries or yes. something? Yes. How could we not for you rent. know charge rent exactly? Yes. You yeah. know, mm. um, and you know what does that look like? Yeah. But what's the data behind that? And I, yeah. I was talking with when I was talking with Grant, I was like, I know how much my store, my business. <laughs> I mean, it like. Holy smokes you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a lot, a lot of money and we were the smallest of the <laughs> yeah, of you the, of you know and so i yeah. just and I was like, I don't know how you're going to fill that with something else. Yes. You know?
1: yeah, there has
0: to be a lot of really big purchases. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so yeah. anyways. That's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's yeah. good to have, um, it's good to have the conversation and, yeah. you know, and start to be, you know, having creative mm-hmm. solutions mm-hmm. Uh, and then working on, you know, getting that data to, yeah. to back it up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: I know uh, we'll probably look into all these little exemptions, um, mm-hmm. you know, for rent and groceries and mm-hmm. building materials. Um, yeah. In, in a future date. All those so, things. Yeah, all those things. All those things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk, um, let's talk really quickly. Um, how, what do you believe is the uh, should be the relationship and the role between the mm-hmm. Ketchikan-Getwee Borough and the school district?
1: Yeah, so the school district has their own body. Called, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they have their own body that they set um, their own policies and they set their own um, budgets and stuff. So really the assembly is there to collect the taxes mm-hmm. um, that is required um, to run the schools, um, not just the teachers, but the buildings themselves too. We own the buildings as a borough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's important. I know in the past there's been more contentious mm-hmm. relationships between uh, the school board and the assembly, mm-hmm. but um, I think it has gotten better. Um, I think there's better communication between our staff and the school district staff, um, just in, in budgetary planning and, and whatnot. So, I mean, they are their own independent body, so we should respect that and what they do, um, but also understanding that the assembly has the ultimate role of taxing and bringing those dollars in and ultimately giving it to them. So mm-hmm. um, I respect their budgeting process because they often look way more in-depth into the exact needs of teachers and buildings right. and all this other stuff. Um, right. So an, a relationship... Um, that we can help, um, since we do own the buildings, um, we can have a a maintenance uh, relationship and capital projects, investments, and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, it's important that the state also has an investment because they do pay for about 75% of education funding here. We only pick up about a quarter of it um, through local uh, property tax Mm -hmm. and some other taxes. so yeah, um making sure that the state has their investment in our our education system here locally. So, you know, pressuring the governor and pressuring um going to our legislators and make sure, "Hey, you have an obligation to also pay for this too." So, mm-hmm. um it's important that that we keep those relationships too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um a big thing is um with when it comes to buildings, uh we have this thing called school bond reimbursement debt that the um state gives to local governments to um, pay down uh, bonds and debt that they have on their buildings. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of their investment with our maintenance and capital projects. Is okay, they you know we bond for it, um, and they but they help us with paying those bonds. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the best way I can describe it.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it's kind of complicated. complicated it's complicated. Now into the weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but that, I mean, but it's good yeah. to know that it's complicated. Yeah, it's over
1: a couple million dollars, so yeah. it helps us pay down some of our. Building costs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. I
1: know some things coming down the pipeline are, um, maintenance-wise, is the uh, North Point Higgins um, roof out there is very old. Mm -hmm. um, And we're maybe probably looking at maybe bonding for it in the future and some other uh, projects around. So, Mm -hmm. school buildings are important to keep up. They but she are. Raise a lot. Yes, <laughs> they're
0: very important to keep up, as yeah. well as making sure that we have the proper staff yeah, exactly. and yeah. you know all of the, the different opportunities for yes. our youth. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that I have uh, I've met in, and and uh, and with the new superintendent for Excellent. the school district, and he, yeah. I uh, I appreciate him very much, yes. and I'm excited to have him in our community.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, he has got great energy, and I think yeah. he's exactly what we need. Uh, yeah, yeah, with
0: a very much a, a people first. Yep. To And everybody is important attitude. Yeah, and
1: he has a really cool background coming from villages up north in Western Alaska. It's it's really cool. Yeah. I had
0: seen his picture in the newspaper, uh, yeah, yeah. and then when I met him in person, yeah. it was not, he was not the person I was thinking uh, yeah. I was going to meet <laughs> when I met him in person. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. W- incredible energy, yep. wonderful, I- really interesting background, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and very much, yeah. So. Yeah, and
1: I think it highlights bringing people from the outside in. They get a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we try to hire locally as much as possible, but sometimes it's, it's good to get an outside perspective, mm-hmm. especially when there's, you know, it could be issues and stuff that they can look at. Yes. Um, from just a different perspective. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a big, big, big issue that's um, yes. that's made its way into the community <laughs> yeah. again. This is not the first time the no. library has been um, has been a point yes. of controversy. Controversy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this. Yeah. The, the specific reason this time is uh, is different, but yes. let's talk about what's going on with the library. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I'm comfortable, you know, stating my yes. personal opinion on yeah, it. Um, and I I
0: think we want to know what that is. Yeah, yeah. So, so
1: I, I live in the borough, so I will be able to vote on this issue. I'll be voting no on um, re, re, repealing the tax for it. Um, I guess my I've said this before. My answer is pretty straightforward. I Just because you don't use be, – because I don't use a particular municipal service, that doesn't mean that I think it should be defunded or abolished. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things that I don't use, like the bus system. But there's lots of people that use the bus system to get to their job or go to a medical appointment, you know, various things. Or a better example is uh, the rec center. Um, Some people have never stepped foot in the pool or go to work out or whatever, do any community events there. But I don't think we should repeal the tax that helps fund that. So to me, that's kind of the point that I'm coming from. Um, I think we can have a conversation of how and where that money is collected. So currently, it is a non-area-wide tax, meaning... People in the borough pay a, prop- a separate property tax f- just for the just for the um, library. So oh, in the city, okay. when the city collects their property tax, a portion of it goes to help fund the library am- among many other things. You mm-hmm. know, fire, uh, police, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, if we want to have an area wide power, meaning. Um, that everyone equally buys into it, um, it would uh, I think it would become a borough power, meaning it would become a borough department instead of a city's mm-hmm. department. But to me, that's kind of a slippery slope. It's like, well, if we're going to do that, why don't we just consolidate the governments? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's what it ultimately, this issue wraps back around to having two separate governments mm-hmm. and these very... Walking on pins and needles of which powers do we have? Yeah. What kind of representation we have in that certain? Yeah. Um, um, well, let's talk department. about that. Yeah. Let's
0: talk about that because this is a this is a big issue yes. that been, it's been even brought to vote uh, several yes, times. There's yes. um Let's talk about. Yeah. One about. time,
1: I think it came before the assembly. They withdrew the funds from the library. I think it was like 2014 or 15. Yeah. looking I was looking back in the in the history of it a little bit. Um, but then it was ultimately brought forward and passed. Right. um, It's not a new issue by any means. No,
0: it's not. Um, It's not a new issue. Yeah, so
1: maybe it is time to look at how and where the money is collected and a more equal um, say into the library. I understand people in the borough having, you know, maybe not saying, thinking that we have um, influence or say over what's happening at the library, but I guess... My my problem with the taxation with that representation argument is that we ultimately collect the funds as the as the borough, and we have say on allocating those funds to the library. And if we don't like it, we can withdraw those funds. Mm-hmm. So I think there is representation, and also we have someone on the advisory uh, library from the assembly. So to me, there is representation in the uh, in the library, even though maybe our management uh, can't have direct say over that. Mm-hmm. So, to mm-hmm. me, um, there is some um, representation there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from, okay. at least. Yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. the other side. Um, and I think if this is ultimately repealed, um, we can find some other ways, like looking at the area-wide tax mm-hmm. instead of a non-area-wide, mm-hmm. or you know, finding some other funding. So, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I just wanna I just wanna end with that, that the library is an important community asset that I think should be funded by public dollars because not everyone can afford um, a, a, you know, paying for a fee for a library pass, so that to me, that's why we have certain institutions um, that are fund- publicly funded, like a swimming pool, like a bus, yeah. like a library, so people can enjoy those. Everyone can have buy-in and enjoy them. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, that's um, the best answer I got. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that, thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. All right, I um, what, is, what are your thoughts on consolidation?
1: Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny so i would say people in government people on the council and assembly staff probably in favor of consolidating mm-hmm. but um it's been tried four times yes. right so it has failed every time so getting back to uh you know insanity is the same thing doing you know yes. over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome so i'm probably in favor of it but i understand that it's been tried so many times and people in the borough don't want specific services and don't want to pay for it. And right. that's okay. They live out there and, and, and do that. That's fine. Um, but from a, I saw this in COVID, how actually efficiently two separate governments worked very well together. Mm-hmm. And there was not a lot of overlap in services right. and the money that went out to businesses and you know just general uh, programs that we created. There wasn't a lot of redundancy there. Yeah. So uh, to me, that highlighted that our staff on the city and in the borough talked really well and met, um, and so keeping those uh, relationships open because yeah. I know both bodies have ne- uh, and manage, you know, management haven't always seen eye to eye. Yeah. Um, so it's important to break down those barriers so we can have a, a functioning government and efficiency. But it's weird that it, we have very separate powers; we're very, very separate things. So um, we worked very efficiently in the system that we've created here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just kind of. What I observe, at least, mm-hmm. so that
0: was my takeaway from yeah. a, a, I think it was Dave Kiefer, who had it was you mm-hmm. know he was running for something and, yeah. and he answered a question about consolidation and it was just like it's been tried tried so many yeah. times and you know there really is a pretty strong uh, separation between yeah. between responsibilities mm-hmm. and you know you know we know their roles and you know doing doing this for a while, a while yeah. um and so but it's 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 definitely a conversation I've I've heard I've yeah over, I mean heard, you, you know, would probably save some money of, and like so. staff
1: and like redundancy yeah. too. Many. Managers two mm-hmm. mayors, in mm-hmm. a weird way, <laughs> you actually have more representation because you have two bodies, fourteen yeah. people. If you were to consolidate, you'd probably have like nine or eight. Right. Um. So in a weird way, you actually have more representation. Right. You, know, you have two mayors. Yeah. Two. So yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I just look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I appreciate your perspective. Yeah. All right. We just have a couple more minutes. Yes. Um. Do you have any uh, you know closing statements, additional thoughts? Uh, yeah. You know that you'd like to share with um, us.
1: I mean. I, I'm running because I love what I do. Um, I, I love going on advocacy trips on behalf of the borough. I'm going to things like a municipal league, um, going to Southeast Conference and really being a zealous advocate for the community. Um, I think that's one of the main function, uh, functions as assembly member. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the coalition that we have on the assembly. I think we do a good job um, and I'd just like to um, bring keep um, having that younger representation in government because it is important that the ordinances that we are passing now and the laws that were, that were, or the issues and topics that we're discussing are going to affect my generation when we're older. So yeah. it's important to have people and to um, I- have people in government that represent a demographic that's not necessarily always represented. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why I'm running. And um, and all the other issues that I listed, I, I think I have a little bit of insight now and um, can help affect um, change in those specific areas so, yeah yeah
0: well i appreciate you uh, f- um, for the time that you have spent yes. on the borough assembly and i appreciate you putting your mm-hmm. you know your hat in the ring yes. again and running for a re-election mm-hmm. you have the opportunity my friend who's tuning in right now mm-hmm. to vote for mm-hmm. uh, at local elections on october 4th mm-hmm. and at this local level is really where we can affect the biggest change for mm-hmm. um, for the quality of our lives so yes. if um, you know, I just encourage all of you to get out and vote. And if you're not available to vote on October 4th, they are doing absentee uh, voting is open right now. Yes, believe, open right? up Monday. Yeah, yeah. 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 So- I, I
1: would just like to end that. Uh, I think local government is the best government. It's closest to the people. That's right. A lot of people don't not not often ignore they just don't think about it Um, but it's the things that affect us day to day every day
0: Yep. it doesn't get all that media attention and people aren't you know uh, they're not it doesn't broil up all the controversy (laughs) as some of the other stuff does but it really is where Mm -hmm. where these things happen that are closest to us so well thank you Austin yeah and thank you to you who is listening today I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and I really hope you come out to the Diva and Devo show starting tomorrow night I know tickets are still available Anyways, I love you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.